Okay, welcome to the podcast. Good to see everyone today. Good to have you out. Uh, Victor Summers here. And Sam Rushton. Sam Rushton sitting across the table from me. Sam, how are you today? I'm doing pretty good. Good. How good. are you doing, Victor? I'm doing not too shabby. Not no. too shabby. We had a conversation just before we went live here uh, with the little podcast um, talking about chips because we were both famished. And the only thing we could find, by the way, we're coming to you from the Vogue Theater. Uh, this podcast is powered by Iron House Productions. And we want to thank them, give a big shout out to Iron House for making us sound so good. But we were having a conversation. We were a bit famished and wanted to have, some, the have some energy before yeah. the podcast. And so we were, uh, can I just, we were scouring for food. Can yeah, I just go say uh, or ask? Well, I'm, first I'm going to say and then I'll ask is uh, chips are definitely like my thing. Like, oh, you know, oh you know, totally like mine soft, too. It's like people are like chips or chocolate yeah. or there's like this or that. It's like, it's gotta be, it's gotta be chips. No, chips. Oh, definitely. The, 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 the sole reason why I cannot lose the 40 pounds that I need to <laughs> is because of chips. <laughs> uh, in, in fact, it's so bad in my house and, and this is a little, little, uh, look behind the curtain here too in, uh, into my life. If, if I don't have, uh, now I tell my wife, please, honey, look at me. I, I don't need any more to eat in the evening. <laughs> so I say, don't buy chips, right? Yeah. That's my downfall. Do not buy chips. And then so she agrees um, because she wants me looking good too. So And then there'll be no chips at home and then I'll get depressed. I, I, oh, I yeah. actually get depressed wow. when there's no chips to eat at the house. That's, How messed up is that? That's pretty, that's, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, you know what you should do? This year I decided I was talking to uh, somebody um, and just about uh, their church. They go to a Catholic church and um, I didn't know some of their traditions and stuff like that. So we were talking about some of them and uh, he went on further to tell me, explain, uh, to explain to me uh, Lent. So oh, yes. I, I remember um, Lent from when I was in high school, one of our teachers, um, would give up uh, ringolos every, every time there's a line. So anyways, I decided after he explained it, I was like, this is awesome. Cause you can, I guess you can either give something up or take something on. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to give up. Uh, and I haven't decided yet, but it's either going to be probably like coffee mm -hmm. or like YouTube. Um, Again, you, you, you know, Eastside church runs a coffee shop, right? Why are you constantly dissing coffee? Because do not give up coffee. No, well, People. it's for it's for my health. It's a it's no, the, it, it's, it's a godly drink. Uh, it is, but the thing is, you can I've abused it in an ungodly way. So <laughs> well, so maybe that may be the case. I guess maybe what I was getting to is maybe you should do Lent this year and give up chaps. Yeah. That's not going to happen. So anyway, we before the podcast, we were talking about what what's your favorite kind of chip? We may have drawn this out way too long way already, too long. but just real quickly, if you were to have any kind of chip. If I was stranded on an island and I could only okay. pick a bag, oh, we went, one we bag went of there, chips, yeah. I would, would pick uh, the Humpty Dumpty barbecue. Although I like the Lay's barbecue, but the Humpty Dumpty, it's got just a, that little bit of kick, like a bit, little bit of hot or, you know, like it's a bit of hot, okay. but, but yeah. not like a lot where I'm going to like be sweating or crying. Right. So it's like, you know, it got that good flavor so either that or um ruffles all dressed is that's a go-to for me and my wife we okay. really like those ones so yeah now oh. if you're checking in from uh from stateside from north of the or south of the border so, you the don't really border you, you the canadian, the canadian border, border yeah. you do not realize that canada has a plethora of chip 
flavors. Yes. Uh, I mean, this is something that we enjoy as Canadians My, is, is a, a, a multitude of... Uh, of chip flavors, which they do not enjoy as often no, in my the States. Br- my brother works uh, for Covered Bridge Chips down in Heartland, but that's where I'm from. Right. Shout out. Um, and uh, he always brings like, you know, chips home and there's like lobster chips. There's hot dog chips. Really? Oh, yeah. the, the disgusting. I do not enjoy them. <laughs> And even the least bit, the, especially the hot dog ones. Just... So the chip flavor do they they do get out of hand a little bit for sure. Oh, now, sure. Now What's an, your favorite? A, a new one that's on the on the shelf right now that I'm I'm enjoying way too much is the uh, loaded nachos. Oh, I haven't uh, had them. Chips. It's a it's a Dorito loaded nachos. Okay, the, like the oh brands you mean the brand Dorito. Goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Loaded nachos. That's the thing now is they're doing everything loaded. Loaded baked potato. Yeah. We may we may have to pause right now and go across to the petrol can and get a bag of chips. No, we won't. We won't do that because we have a great podcast for you today. Uh, we were really excited about Exciting. this one. Yeah, yeah because oh, today we get to introduce hmm. to you what the name of our podcast is going to be. If you've been following along and, and you've um, maybe got uh, two or three in with us here and you've, you've, you've stuck it out because you're hoping it's going to get better. I don't know. Um, you you realize that we have not at this point. Uh, well, actually, it, it but you know it it it's may be, already be out there. It may be labeled and already so out this, there, but we know, we've never actually talked about it. You know, so this, this is the we, first time we may we're be about really it. messing things up, and this is actually going to go before all those things. And sure, yeah, <laughs> we in, could be announcing it. In, so either in, way, wherever in podcast world, yeah. any of that can happen. But we're really excited to talk about our our uh, our podcast title today because it's very meaningful to us. And so we're gonna we're gonna kind of. We're going to take you inside the genesis of the naming of this podcast and try to do it kind of like step by step how it actually happened because it was kind of interesting uh, the way it the way sure. it all unfolded and yeah. so uh, Sam here's uh, the origin uh, story yeah origin story yeah, yeah going back <laughs> a prequel if you will uh, yeah. yeah so let me set it up we uh, we decided uh, that we were going to do this podcast we wanted to focus on faith and um, and and all things. Uh, faith, and so we wanted, uh, of course, to open it up to everyone and have an open conversation about faith. And so we started to look around and see what we were going to call it. And um, we kind of put it out there with the with the team here, and we're looking for suggestions. And Sam called me up one day. What what yeah, happened? Well, Sam? go ahead. Well, uh, and two, I think uh, it's just we're based out of Miramichi in New Brunswick, so I mean that's kind of like we want that flavor to it, right? So. Um, I was uh, at a meeting and our, our pastor at our church was um, talking about the history of the church going like way back to early 1900s and in the 1800s even. And um, he had said, he was talking about these groups of men, these, these men uh, that were the, the preachers or missionaries at that time um, were, were, you know, they would go into these, these churches and um, the, the as we were talking before, like the families um, weren't all together um, because the, the ones who were working uh, were out out in the woods, right? Mm-hmm. They were way up logging and and stuff, right? And so he had said something about he's like, so they were up and uh, the the preachers, the missionaries would go up and visit them in these shanties and uh, would would talk to them about God and go out where they weren't before. And I was like, 
what? Because I'm not from Miramichi. <laughs> and you actually stopped him up and, I literally, and, and said, Pastor, what yeah. What are you talking about? You Because <laughs> you, you got to understand, too, that the crowd that he was talking to would have all kind of known the context of that because yeah. they would have heard the story. Well, that, well that's that's what, I, yeah, I was going to say is I since I'm not from Miramichi and that wasn't really like my home church, you know, I, I was coming into it kind of you know, a, a newer and, and right. not knowing some of those things. And actually, I think I threw him off because he was like, right. Yeah, you're right. He was right in the middle of something. <laughs> and I just interrupted. I was like, as okay. you some, as you sometimes do. I'm done. What? You I'm just, just kidding. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> you're inquisitive. That's all I'm saying. I know, or just get bored with what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, so I, so I was like, okay, what is a shanty? And, uh, anyways, one person, um, thought it was something completely, completely different, but, um, uh, they thought they were thinking in their, their mind, a sh- uh, shaman. Is that what it, um, Oh, a okay. shaman. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, like a spiritual leader. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Anyways. Yeah. But, but he was like, no, he's like the, the, the shanties, um, are, were, were these, these cabins, these, these logging cabins that are in the woods. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I think you can probably maybe give a few more details there, but he, he had just said that term shanties. And then when he went on to kind of briefly explain, and at that point I didn't have much background. All I knew is he was saying the, the, the guys were out there logging. So they'd sleep in these shanties. So the shanty men, right. Right. There are these, these guys who are going up to, to talk to, you know, to them about the Bible and those right. things. So I was yeah. like, Oh my goodness. Yeah. And so the Sam, the Sam called me up and he's, you know, we were, we were talking back and forth and he's like, by the way, I just had this meeting. He's telling me all of what he just told you. And then he's like, what do you think about calling it, building it around this word? shantyman or this idea mm-hmm. and immediately of course you need to know too that i'm i'm my home church is is the little southwest yep, baptist that's where i'm at and so and so i grew up uh hearing from my grandfather uh, uh papa summers and my father about the shantyman mm-hmm. and um uh, joe strack and uh the name I've, I've never met joe he's he's probably long past now but that was a name that as soon as i heard it i, I recognized it as as uh, as he was a shantyman he was one of these missionaries that would travel into the woods yeah and so as soon as sam told me i'm like that's it that's perfect um it's it's got a great uh, great miramichi history yeah. it, it very meaningful to uh, to myself and we'll get into that a little bit, uh, a little bit in this podcast as well. But um, yeah, these guys would uh, come into town. Um, they they certainly when the when the families were home, they were the preachers in these in the local churches. Uh, but when the men were away, they were in camp all winter. They would travel uh, sometimes dozens of kilometers up into the woods. They would pack their things and they would go and immerse themselves with the uh, lumberjacks. Uh, yeah. in the in the camp so the these jacks when they seen these guys coming into their shanty they they the 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 word shantyman grew very organically they mm-hmm. would say these are the shantyman coming and 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 the, the name just kind of stuck it, and it sounds so i just find i just think it sounds so cool too shantyman right well actually we were talking about that earlier because um <laughs> because it's not the shanty men 
right? right. Um, he says, we just want you guys to just say it all together, right? The Shantyman. The Shantyman. Yeah. yeah. yeah and so, it's cool. Yeah. And so we're, we want to, uh, we want to call this the Shantyman podcast and we're so going to, we're going to talk a bit about why what, we, why we think that yeah, name when, is significant. When I, look, when I first mentioned that to you, what was the, the first thoughts that popped in your head? Like what, what were you picturing like right off the bat, the very first thing? Well, automatically my mind went to how the gospel was planted or replanted mm-hmm. in my community. Okay. Uh, because the stories I heard, of course, as, as happens, um, you know, families, uh, drift, uh, people drift away from, uh, from faith and away from faith in God and, um, find themselves in, in broken situations. And this was, this was our history, my, my mm-hmm. family, my community, this was the history. Um, the men, uh, particularly the men in the community, not only were separated from their family, uh, but were not leading their family spiritually. Mm -hmm. And uh, some of that perhaps was because of the uh, socioeconomical situation at the time. They had to be up in the woods. They, They weren't part of the spiritual community at the time. And so these missionaries literally uh, left their homes and went and lived lived yeah. with these men. And, and so around the, around the forties and fifties, there was a huge revival in my community and in my family in particular, mm-hmm. my, my great grandfather or my great, great grandfather, my great grandfather, both came fa- came back to faith in Christ. My, my grandfather, uh, uh, Papa, uh, Dince, uh, many people knew him as Dince. Uh, he came to faith in Christ or came okay. back to faith in Christ, yeah. uh, through the, through the, the ministry of these, uh, these shantymen. So cool. for me, it's very, uh, I mean, my spiritual lineage can be traced back through the shantymen. Yeah. Yeah. Without them, you wouldn't be here, you know, pastoring, you know, church, doing a church plant, working Absolutely. On this There's gen- and, and not Crazy. only myself, my, yeah. my grandfather raised eight boys, um, all of them uh, brought their brought their families up to faith in Christ, and uh, many of them are in full time ministry even now. And wow. uh, so a lot of that, like I said, could be traced back to this idea of of the shantyman. That's sweet. That's really cool. Interesting. Um, I have some more questions about it then about what was taking place. So, um, uh, when um, so the men would go out to, to work. Right. And mm-hmm. then you said, so a, a couple of things. One, what, so would the women and children that were back there, would, would have they been going to church? Would they been part, you know, would have the, the preachers been kind of uh, with them? And then how long was it a year long that the, the, that like the guy, the loggers and the, the guys were working in the woods? Was it all year? Like what was taking place there that was so important for um, these missionaries or these preachers to be able to go? you know, make the connection up in the woods. Yeah. I mean, the reality was the, 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 the men would leave for months at a time. You know, okay. my, my great, my great grandfather, he run uh, several lumbering camps at the same time. And so he would leave my, my father tells stories of spend, spending an entire winter on the river in, wow. in one of these shanties. Uh, he, and I think there were probably four or five boys at the time. So my, my yep. uh, grandmother would pack them all up and they would spend the time away. And, and even after that, uh, the, you know, Papa wouldn't always be able to take the, take the boys with them. So he would go up himself. And so okay. that was the reality for many families. They were, uh, basically the, the dads were absent for, for months at a time. Now, wow. as far as a faith community goes, um, you know, it, it wasn't like it is today where, or, or like it was when I grew up. I mean, every Sunday we were in church, that was kind of, 
kind of normal. And for some of you listening, that might be still a part of, of your tradition and, and what's normal for you. What's normal back then was a mm. preacher coming in on horseback, you know, <laughs> once awesome. a month or once every two months, uh, to, to, to do a service. But, you know, communities were different back then and everybody kind of looked after each other and, and yeah. they, they certainly would have gotten together, um, at different times. But, you know, the, the, the idea with the shantyman traveling up and, and doing basically outreach, yeah. uh, as missionaries, uh, you know, in these, in these lumber camps and, and, you know, again, my grandfather, father telling me stories of just what the lumber camps were like. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you can imagine, uh, you know, a, a, a camp and, and we're going to have, I'm going to have my dad in on, and, and my uncle, and we're going to ask them these questions. We will probably right, yeah. get a bit more insight from them. Cause There's I mean, they, they have firsthand stories, but yeah. you know, from my dad telling me, you know, dozens of men in a bunkhouse, uh, with these with these long bunk beds okay. that that stretch the entire length of the of the camp, uh, two story, so a, a top bunk and a bottom bunk. Uh, the, there weren't individual beds, uh, so it yeah. was just one long bed. And uh, and and at the end of the day, at the now listen, at the end of oh, a man. long work day, yeah. you know, you would you would strip down to your to your onesie, you know, <laughs> your, and let me say this, probably a filthy onesie, uh, because it wasn't a lot of, I'm trying to paint a picture for you here, folks. And, uh, if you're a bit queasy, um, I'm sorry, Get over. but, but yeah, down to your filthy onesie and crawling into, into bed, uh, you know, for, for a long winter's night, so to speak. <laughs> and dad, dad mentioned something too. Like the reality was, uh, after 4.30, mm-hmm. the sun went down, you know, there wasn't much to do. Now there was lots of music and storytelling oh, okay. and, yeah. and, and, you know, you, you, these, these old guys, my grandfather was such a great storyteller yeah. and, and they, they got that way because they just had a habit of telling stories. Some of them were true. Uh, my, my grandfather always said, for instance, if you're going to tell a bear story, have lots of bears in it, yeah, <laughs> you know? So, a few extra in. so they would spend time. I mean, after, after the sun went down, they had to find something to do, obviously yeah. um, not a lot of TV going on. So the, it, it was an open door too, for these missionaries, for these preachers to go in. They had a captive audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, these men were, were basically, um, holed up in their shanty. Well, as, as you're talking about it, I guess I'm just reflecting and trying to put myself in that situation about just, the difference that it would be as far as access and different things today. So for instance, they're not going to be getting their, they're not going to get their favorite chips at the the store, right? So they're not having access to things like that. And then even today, like we're podcasting, we have social media, there's access to the internet. There's a lot of things that they didn't have back then. So to kind of put yourself in, in their space of being like, they're out away from their families Right. So that number one, that's, that's pretty, I know for me, it would not be, I would not enjoy that at all. So you're, you're away from your families. You're out in, you're out in the woods with, you know, a bunch of guys that have to sleep in these, these bunks and stuff like that, working hard all day, coming home when it's dark at night. I'm sure that it would, it could have been potentially like really depressing too, in in that regards, like you're just going and going, you know, day to day and it's yes. just cold and you don't have access to those kind of luxuries or anything like that. So you have that. And then, um, yeah, that's this opportunity that for the potential just for that 
that kind of darkness that is kind of looming over or mm. discouragement or, you know, whatever is going on. Like, I don't know, maybe they were all having just a really good time, but I think that you mentioned the fact that when, if they're isolated there, that it would have been just a prime opportunity for someone to come in and be able to kind of bring church, the church right. there. To yeah. Them. And I, and I think the Shantyman probably had very much so that kind of, of a ministry or impact yeah. on these men. Like yeah. they, you know, they were, they were there for them, not only to share the good news of Jesus Christ and, and to share the gospel and, and to preach and, and, uh, they, they would have brought literature with them, which the men probably appreciated. They would yeah. have bought Bibles for them, which the men probably appreciated. Um, but, but again, to, to, to preach, to tell stories, um, to minister or to serve these men in whatever capacity, perhaps, uh, you know, guys were, like you said, were, were feeling low, feeling down yeah. and, uh, to meet the, their felt needs, as we say, like, you know, real practical things that, that they would have needed. Maybe, maybe it would have brought some mail with them or news from the community, oh, yeah. uh, that sort of thing. So, so, wait, so were, were these missionaries, the shanty men, were they traveling back and forth? Was it like every, so they, they didn't go and spend the whole winter there, did they? No, I don't, I, I, I didn't get that idea. Okay. I, 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 I felt like they were, um, they would travel in, they would have, you know, services, okay. maybe stay over a day or two is, is from what I, from what I understand. And maybe some Someone listening uh, that knows a bit more of the history too, you could you could uh, reply as well. But we're sure. gonna have we're gonna have some people in that uh, that let, probably know a bit more about yeah. the let about me ask the history you um, let me ask you about the in, impact. So these the shantymen that were going up, um, we kind of have the setting of it. Was so was it just um, a, a, a prime opportunity? Was there lots of impact that happened? Like what was the role or was it just, were they going up and just nothing all the time? Like was there a spiritual movement or was it just continual, um, you know, almost rejection of it? Right. I, I, and I don't know, I don't know what every situation and, and this was impactful for us here in the Miramichi, but you understand yeah. there, there were men, uh, doing this all over the country. Oh, yeah. This is kind of a countrywide thing. So yeah. I, I have a very, per, perhaps a narrow window of perspective on it. But my dad told me a neat story uh, about Joe, um, uh, this one shantyman that, that he knew very well and, and certainly has been accredited for, uh, for a lot of uh, these men that were instrumental in our community. Mm-hmm. I mean, these, these men in, that were leading families uh, coming back to faith in Christ and coming mm-hmm. back to the church. Uh, he told me that it really surprised Joe uh, mm-hmm. when he when he come up. I don't think he had any idea of what was going to happen Okay, and, and the impact that he was going to have and uh, had recounted and, and told uh, my father, my grandfather, and others uh, later on that... Um, he was scared to death. He 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 literally okay. was not prepared for the response that he got. I mean, we're talking about. Did he think that they're going to take him out in the dooryard and like beat him with axes? No, or I, I, I I don't think it was that. But you know, he certainly he he you know he come up wanting to as 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 all of us who are followers in Christ want to share our faith. You know, we we want to we want to tell people our story. Mm-hmm. We want to tell people the story of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And but. But to have dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens yeah. of of men primarily, and then their families to follow, um, to 
to surrender their lives to Jesus and to yeah. become Christ followers. Like a lot of these were brand new Christ followers who were le- now leading their family into a church, a, yeah. a, a church that had sat, you know, for, for many, you know, years and months and whatever had been empty. And then all of a sudden there's dozens and dozens and insane. dozens of new people showing up. Yeah. I mean, this is what we mean by revival. If you're listening, this is, this is kind of the idea, um, to, to have a, a, a an entire community turned around. Um, and, and dad was saying that, that Joe told him he just was not prepared for the response wow. and, and certainly something special that happened. Um, and we're asking for the same thing. I mean, we're, we're excited. Um, we're not only for, for the opportunity to kind of honor that, um, that, that spirit of evangelism and that spirit of serving those who, uh, perhaps are not in the church. Um, and that's, that's certainly what we want to do with our podcast here. Um, but, but we're asking, we're asking God to, um, to, to move in a way that we, that we also see that we, we recognize that. Sure. And, uh, and, and that's our hope for sure. Well, then I, I guess, I, I guess, um, uh, maybe we can move unless there's more history to kind of get behind it. We can kind of move into maybe why we're saying, you know, that we're calling this podcast, the Shantyman podcast, because so obviously we saw an impact there. Like I know even for me, uh, my wife, when we were talking with this, with the meeting with our pastor, um, you, you know, like we were going through some of the names and it was like, Oh, that she was saying like, that's my aunt. Right. Yeah. And then I yep. think another one might've been her grandmother. So, you know, like, the, the, the women and the, the children even were having impact. So it's, it's, sure. it's falling down. So we're, we're seeing that happen. And so now I'm hearing this term and I'm like really interested in this, the history of it and just everything that's taking place. And so we're kind of like, we, we obviously, um, just really felt attached to that title, but not just the title, but like really what the meaning was behind it. So let's, I guess let's take it and say, how are we saying we are the shanty? Like, are we saying right. we're shanty men? <laughs> yeah. Well, let, let me say this right off the top. We, yeah. we have no, and I feel like legally we have to say this, we have no affiliation with shanty men, Christian association, which oh, is, okay. which is, a, I mean, they're, a, they're a legit, uh, missionary group. Oh. And, and so I don't know if we need to copyright this thing or not, but we, we're not associated with them, No, we're not. but, but we hope that if they ever do stumble across our, our podcast here, that they would, they would recognize the spirit of yeah. what that may, what that name means. Yeah. Right. And, and let me, Sam, if I could, I, I come across this little excerpt from the Toronto Star, it, it was an article that was written on the Shantyman. This dates back to the 1970s, and this was this was meaningful for uh, for many reasons mm-hmm. uh, for me. But I I kind of I'll let this little um, this little excerpt uh, kind of steer what we're trying to do. Yeah, maybe a little bit. If I could be so bold. Now this is a you bold. Always this is bold. a bold statement. So this is a bit. <laughs> this is a bit of a uh, a call to action. I, I I recognize this. I think this was from the Toronto Star. That says this: If you have the zeal of a Billy Graham, the toughness of a Green Beret, the desire to lead an outdoor life in some of the most rugged terrain in Canada, and in the time of inflation, can live on about $35 a week and expenses, then consider joining the Shantyman. I am so inspired <laughs> Don't right you now. feel so inspired? Yes. It was the $35 oh. a week and expenses 
wow. that may have hooked you. It was definitely that. <laughs> That's just yeah. But I, I just love the I just love the you know the imagery there and and yeah. you know I can imagine I can imagine a young man reading that and saying that's for me that's for me i want to i want to travel into the into the deep recesses of yeah the miramichi river as long as i can as long as i have service and can take my cell phone and <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Today, but, today, but isn't that right for us oh yeah, yeah for sure like what like honestly when you think of all that kind of stuff um it it, it definitely is uh interesting to be like Okay, if you could, if we could really attach yourself to what you just read in the yeah. mindset of it being like, yeah. okay, thirty-five bucks. That's that's equivalent to saying you're barely getting anything, and you're probably not going to have mm. cell phone or service, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> which is which is pretty insane. But I like that. That's good. Yeah, yeah. And and I, I mean, for for me, somewhat, that's you know, I, I had to come to that place in 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 my own life and ministry, and and certainly when you know my story is, and and we'll kind of learn this as we go along in this relationship that we have. But, you know, I was at a large church in Halifax and, uh, I was, you know, my salary was good. I had good ministry. Uh, I was doing good ministry, mm-hmm. lots of, lots of opportunity for that. My family yeah. was, um, you know, somewhat comfortable and I felt a call to something harder, yep. something different hmm. and, and definitely harder. And, and so, you know, we really believe I, uh, well, I do, I'll, I'll, I'll speak for myself, I really believe that God continues to call men and women mm-hmm. into hard places, into yeah. hard situations and situations that are not clean and yeah. sanitized places that are, you know, with, with people who are, who are somewhat broken and disjointed and, um, that are, are feeling really, uh, quite far removed from what religion yeah. has offered. Sure. And, and, and that's, that's the story of the shantyman. They were, yeah. they were going into these communities, um, as preachers, they recognized as they recognized that the churches were empty. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and because I don't even think that the men, even when they were home, that they weren't, I don't believe Probably that they were going, in the church. They going, no, yeah. Yeah. no. So, so they said, well, the churches are empty. What's the point of me going to a church and, and preaching not only right. to empty pews, but to the already convinced and so, you know, I think, I think these guys felt a call to something different Yeah, and I think God still calls people. Oh, definitely. I think, uh, it's interesting for me to think of, uh, this term because, so since I'm not originally from Miramichi, uh, I moved up here just outside of Miramichi, um, in 2012. And so I, I, I moved up to be a youth pastor at church mm-hmm. and for the first time coming up here. So it was out in the Southwest. And so, uh, like, I'd never been up here before to the Marishi. Oh man, bless and, your heart. Oh man, yeah. So I was driving and we're getting, you know, closer or whatever. And I'm like, okay, oh, we're turning down this road. It must be right here. <laughs> no, we had to drive another like big long distance. And then we finally come to another road by the river. I'm like, okay, we must be there. Right. No, let's go even nope. farther let's away out further. in the woods. Anyways, so when I first came, yeah, we went so far out. There's no cell phone service out there. Right. The roads are like, you need like an all-terrain vehicle. Like I know I'm being a little, I'm, you know, no, exaggerating, close. but you're, you're you also close. need like an all-terrain vehicle to get yeah. out here. So no cell phone service. You need like a, well, actually I had so many repairs in my car, wheel bearings and stuff because of the bad roads. Yeah. And I, I come out here. And so it's interesting just thinking of it that way. Like I know it's a bit ridiculous to compare to what it was, but that idea of, you know, coming out. And I think with the, the, the vibe that I like with is that I, like, I love uh, the Mary Rishi mm-hmm. and, uh, um, 
so so that just kind of the idea that the shanty men you know that we understand it like i know you said it's all over canada but just the ones that we've heard of of um you know in our context it's just so cool to think like okay i came up to the miramichi to be part of what god's doing and yes. how he's moving in his kingdom and and so i want to keep going with that even though i'm still not way out in the middle of nowhere right. there now i'm now into the closer to the city and stuff um, like I still have the, just the, the general passion for, for Miramichi yeah. and the general passion, um, for, for God working in Miramichi yeah. and then also really just expanding that conversation. So, cause part of the, when we talk, we see how the shanty men back then, um, brought the conversation to where, you know, the people were. Sure. And, and so yeah. we, we, we recognize, like you said, that, that church may not be always the best place to have that conversation because, you know, some of you listeners might not be church attenders and that's, that's great. We just want to be able to have that conversation. And so in a sense, we're, we're, you know, air quote traveling mm-hmm. up to mm-hmm. the shanties right. and yeah. quote, right. By, by airwave over podcast. And, right. and that's kind of what we're looking to do with you. Know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, the thing that resonates with me too, is what a, what a seemingly, even though it was difficult, what a seemingly small thing it, it was Right for for a, a a man to travel into a lumber camp mm-hmm. you know and and not like the the story Joe's tracking like n- to not expect anything he just yeah. he had love for people he had love for these families a love for Christ and a, and and a desire to share his story yeah. and and then to see the impact of that and and the ripple effect because oh, as you, as you were talking yeah. like you went you went to the southwest and you were ministering to the great, great, great grandchildren. Yeah, generations. Uh, yeah. Generations yeah. of of what we're talking about, you know, here that that happened back in the in the thirties and forties. Yeah. And so the you know the movement continues, and and it's part of it's now part of your story. The Shantyman story yeah. is now part yeah, of yeah, your yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. And as it is part of part of Miramichi's story, and and not don't not only in you know up in the in the in the boonies as we say up in the sticks but here sitting in the city of Miramichi well that's that's the thing when uh, our pastor was talking about the history he was talking about the movement uh, with the churches and stuff and it, it it wasn't something that stayed out removed outside of like the city right it um it, it, it like that the shantymen going up you know was were um, with people that were coming back in and in, in, into the city, like and, and it really did kind of just um, infiltrate into the city itself. Yeah, church, machine, churches right? were planted. Yeah, uh, new yeah. new new churches were planted out of this uh, out of this work and out of this movement. Well, that's good. Well, that's just a bit of an introduction to yeah. our our new podcast name, and I'm super excited about it. I'm con- going to continue to grow my beard out because it just works with <laughs> Actually, the whole theming of it. I start. I mean, I can't grow anything like Victor's beard, but I did. I was like, once we started rolling down this, I was like, I can't, I can't go in there with the, I have a baby face yes. um, to all the listeners who don't know what I look like. And I was like, I got to get something rugged on like yeah. my face. I got to yeah. get some hair on there to like, you know, <laughs> we're going to have that lumberjack woodsman yeah. well, my, uh, look going on. My hair's long. So it's like kind of like fits that, but yeah, I'm going to need every time we podcast, I'll have to start wearing like a red flannel. Like what are those called? Those? A Mackinac. Yeah. I need I a Mackinac. I got this. Yeah. And carrying an accent, you know, just every, every podcast <laughs> I expect to see you come in with a double 
double-headed axe over your shoulder. Oh, and, yeah. and, uh, I don't you know, think my, I could carry it. My wife's been after... working out. <laughs> no, exactly. My <laughs> wife's been after me to trim my beard and, and perhaps even suggesting to shave it, shave it off. But I can't now, honey. I'm sorry. It's... Uh, yeah, that's it's, right. It's part of the whole theme now of, yeah. our, of our podcast. So as long as I'm podcasting... Is that the theme of our podcast? <laughs> yeah, just a beard. His, that's, his that's, beard. The whole, that's the whole thing. <laughs> We're like taking Shantyman and making it hipster... Uh, no, no, we will not be doing that. Well, anyway, thank you for joining us. And uh, we're so excited to have you along for the ride here. And we want to hear from you. Uh, if you have yes. any questions, comments, or concerns, reach out to us, info at on the east side.com. You can reach us, uh, reach us at that email address. We're going to have all kinds of different ways for you to contact sure. us uh, going forward, but that's that would be the easiest way now. We want to thank, uh, once again, Iron House Productions for making us sound so yeah, good so so yeah. uh so woodsman like yeah. and yeah. uh and we want to thank the vogue theater and Eastside church for giving us this great space to uh to podcast from and uh so we're we're back uh with another podcast uh coming up very very soon mm. so stay tuned sam i give the last word to you well i just want to say thank you guys for listening and thank you victor for just being a great host <laughs> a great host well see you later guys all right great cool. blessings Thank you.